now and it's from Genesis chapter 2. I'm going to read verses 4 to 14. It's on the service sheets, possibly on the screen. It's on page 4 of the Bibles in the pews if you want to look it up. So it's Genesis chapter 2 verses 4 to 14. This is the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created, when the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. Now no shrub had yet appeared on the earth, and no plant had yet sprung up. For the Lord God had not sent rain on the earth, and there was no one to work the ground. But streams came up from the earth and watered the whole surface of the ground. Then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. Now the Lord God had planted a garden in the east in Eden, And there he put the man he had formed. The Lord God made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground, trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food. In the middle of the garden were the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. A river watering the garden flowed from Eden, and from there it was separated into four headwaters. The name of the first is the Pishon, It winds through the entire land of Havilah, where there is gold. The gold of that land is good. Aromatic resin and onyx are also there. The name of the second river is the Gishon. It winds through the entire land of Cush. The name of the third river is the Tigris. It runs along the east side of Asher. And the fourth river is the Euphrates. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Thank you to the deans for their enthusiastic uh, welcome. I hope you are well. Uh, Before we do anything else, why don't we bow our heads and why don't we talk to the amazing God who made us and made our world. Um, Father God, we thank you so much this morning uh, that we are alive, that we have breath, that we have friends, that we have family, that we have people around us who love us. We thank you for the mountains and the rivers. We thank you for dogs and rabbits and cats and all we watched in that video. We thank you for this uh, amazing planet uh, that you've created for us. Uh, We also thank you for your word, Lord, and ask, Lord, that we would be able to hear what you want to say to us today. And might we go out with hearts ready to respond and to love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, There's one word um, I use quite a lot. Uh, And the word is this. The word is... No, it's not that. (laughs) Let's see, hold on. The word is, it might appear soon, the word is need. One word I use quite a lot is the word need. I often walk into a toy shop and I look at some nice Batman Lego and go, you know what, I need that. Or I, I normally don't go without 20 minutes without saying I need some food. Uh, Particularly chocolate. Um, I walk into an Apple store and I say, you know what, I really do need the new iPhone. I I really do need it. This one isn't very good anymore. Uh, One of the biggest needs I have is for books. Even though I have over 400 books, I'm still like, yeah, I need more. I need more. Come on. I never read them, but I just need more uh, and more of them. I have a desire for them, but I don't actually need it. Let's see. Will we appear? No. We'll we'll see. We'll get it it sorted. Um, What I'd like you to do now, I want you to turn to the person beside you. And I want you to share with them things you think you might need. You've got 15 seconds. Go. Things you think you might need.
Okay, now turn to the person beside you and share with them things you actually really do need to live. Things you actually really need to do to live. Okay, this is my top three things that I think we as human beings need to live. Number one, some food. Is that, I'm, I'm, feel, I'm feeling pretty hungry already. Some food. What we need to live is food. If we don't have food for a couple of weeks, we're not going to survive. Uh, next thing I think we need is some water. If we don't drink for a few days, we'll become dehydrated and we won't survive. And the most important thing we need to live is air. Because without air, we can only last a couple of minutes. And I looked up, the world record for holding your breath underwater is 22 minutes, which is super impressive. I think I could last 30 seconds. It's probably what I would be able to do. And we look at these three things, what we actually need to live, food, water, and air, and we realize that Actually, without those things, we're pretty helpless. We like to think as human beings, we're big and we're strong and we're mighty and we're a little bit independent as well. But actually, do people who need water every couple of days, are they really independent? People who need food every couple of hours, are they really independent? People people who can't go minutes without air, are we really independent? And this is where we're going to look at our Bible reading. If you've got a Bible in front of you or your service sheet, please look um, at Genesis 2. Your first thought might have been this. Wait, wait a minute, hold on. Creation story. I, I, think, I think we've done this before. Isn't that what Genesis 1 um, is, is all about? Isn't Genesis 1 all about the creation story? And you're right. But what we're reading is not the same thing told twice. Moses hasn't lost his mind and is just simply ranting and repeating anything that comes to his mind or he forgot his place when he wrote the book of Genesis. But he's telling us about two different places, two different things. Genesis 1 is all about the whole earth, how God created the whole earth. Everything we see on it, all the land, all the water, and how beautiful and amazing that creation is, how very good God made the earth. And in Genesis 2, it's almost as if we zoom in. I tried to get a, a fun animation, but I couldn't get it to work. We kind of go from the whole world, and we zoom in into this place here in the Middle East. So here we have Egypt over here. Uh, we have other countries that I'm not really sure. Geography was never one of my strong points, but that is, it's definitely Egypt. We've got the Red Sea. Uh, so we've zoomed in into the Middle East. I would like you to look down at, the, um, at your server sheet. And I want you to tell me something about something that is missing, okay? If you look at verse 5, there are two things that God says are missing. Can anybody shout out what two things that would be tougher? Rain and somewhere, someone to work the ground. So from our reading, we know there's a garden, a garden in the east, a garden between some rivers, but in this garden... There's no plants because there's been no rain and there's nobody to look after the garden. They don't have a gardener and they don't have a garden. So what happens is someday, one day a man decides he's going to create himself 
and he's going to be the gardener. Is, is that what happens in our passage? No. Who creates the man in the garden? God creates the man in the garden. Man doesn't decide to create himself. He doesn't decide to appear on this scene. It's God who creates a man. It's God who causes streams from under the ground to come up so the plants and the seeds can be watered and a garden, a beautiful, beautiful garden grows. It's God who decides to take some dust from the ground and to make a man. Dust to make us. Dust the things we, we don't want to get on our shoes. Dust the stuff that we try to get out of our houses. Something that isn't particularly beautiful or nice or valued or even pretty. But God takes this something and he makes us out of it. He makes the pinnacle and the most special bit of his creation out of something so ordinary. Without God, dust would still be dust. Without God, we would not exist. We wouldn't be alive now. Without God, we wouldn't have anything. We need God. Can you repeat that with me? We need God. We need God more than we need anything else. More than we need air and food and water. In fact, we need God. We just don't need God a little bit. We kind of need need God. Like we really, really do need God. We don't need God just to like give our lives a little bit of Christian vibe or a little bit of spirituality or to get by in the hard times. We really do need God. Without God, we wouldn't be sitting, I wouldn't be standing here today. We cannot exist without him. And whenever we talk about God, we're talking about the Trinity, okay? So we talk about God being in three persons, Father, Spirit, and in, and so Father, Son, and Spirit. So it's not just God the Father or one God creating the world. It's, it's the, all three persons of God creating the world together. And in a couple of thousands of years' time, after uh, the creation of the world, God will create a guy called Paul, and Paul will write something very amazing and very special down in a book called Colossians. And it's all about Jesus. This is what Paul says about Jesus. Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in Jesus, all things were created, things in heaven, things on earth, things we can see and things that we can't see. All kings and powers and thrones have been created. And all things have been created for Jesus and through Jesus. He is before all things and in him all things hold together. In Jesus, everything was made and in Jesus, everything is held together. If you were here last Sunday night, you know I used a Captain America reference in another talk I gave, and I just can't get enough of Captain America these days. This is a scene uh, from one of the Avenger movies, and basically the bad guy's trying to get away in a helicopter, and basically Captain America jumps and he grabs the helicopter with one hand, the building with the other, and he tries to not let the helicopter go. You see this, the strength and the concentration on that man's face. That's the kind of the image I thought about when it says Jesus holds everything together. That everything we see, everything we know, everything we touch, every person we know, it's all held together by Jesus. What keeps our feet on the ground? Is it gravity? It is, but really it's actually Jesus. 
What keeps the sun in the sky so that the, the crops can grow so we can eat food? It's Jesus. Well done, Daphne. It's Jesus who holds our atoms in our body together so we don't go out into the wind and just blow away. It's Jesus. Super. You guys are getting this. It is Jesus. We need God. We are not weak. We are, we are weak. We are not strong. We need him. And we just don't need Jesus and God for this life now. We need him for life after this life. We need Jesus for eternal life. But there's a problem. We don't deserve eternal life. If you read on a little bit in Genesis, hopefully it won't be spoilers for too many people. Hopefully you know what happens. Uh, Humanity falls. Adam and Eve, despite this beautiful garden that has been made for them, despite having a God who can give them anything they want, they decide to say, no God, shove off, my rules, not yours. And God, probably with a heart full of sadness, says, well, I'm really sorry. That's it. You've broken my rules and you have to leave. You have to get out of the perfect garden that I have created for you. He tells his most special part of his creation to leave the garden. But yet, they still need him. And here's the most amazing bit. We need God. And God gives God is not a God that we bang on the door and keep asking and keep asking and keep asking and he never hears us. He doesn't bother opening the door. We have a God who we need lots from and we have a God who gives lots to us. Adam and Eve, when they leave the garden, they discover that they're naked. That they're sinners, but you know, God has kicked them out. Surely he doesn't care about them anymore. No, God gives them clues to wear. A few hundred years later, God's people are stuck in slavery. What does he do? Does he say, well, you've sinned, I'm going to leave you there? No. He gives to them a rescuer. He gives to them a rescue. God's people need food and they need water. What does God give them? He gives them food and water. God's people, hundred years after that, forget all about God. So he sends messengers and people to speak to them, to remind them who God is. God is the person we need the most from. But he's the person who's really willing to give us everything that we need. And the most important thing that we might need from God today is forgiveness. We might need to say, sorry, God, I'm sorry for sinning against you. I'm sorry for turning and doing my own thing. Please forgive me. Please give me what I need. The Bible says that anybody who calls on God's name for forgiveness, he'll never turn away. He'll never say maybe tomorrow, maybe next week. He'll never say no. He'll always say, yes, of course, if you truly mean it in your heart, if you truly know you need God, then he will give to you. Maybe today you're feeling a little bit lonely. Maybe you feel that nobody understands or nobody cares. Why don't you turn to the God who says, I will never leave and I will never forsake you. Maybe today you need hope. Maybe you need somebody who gives you hope. We'll turn to God. The one who gives us great hope in his son Jesus. Hope to all the world. Hope to all nations. Maybe say you're feeling really busy. That you're feeling, okay, when is church going to end so I can get out? Because I need to get the dinner on. need to finish the kids getting their homework done. need to do all lots of stuff. Maybe you feel really busy. Come to the one who says, I will give you rest and I will take off your burdens. Maybe you need direction. Maybe you're going, God, what is your will for my life? What do you want me to do? Maybe you need to come to the one who says, be holy for I am holy. I will tell you where to go. I will tell you what to do. I'm not saying we use God like Amazon. 
that we need something and we go, we'll type it in and it comes with next day delivery. God is not just like a vending machine or a shop for us to go into and get what we need. But I'm saying that we should be totally dependent on God. So if there's anything in our lives where we truly have a need, we should feel free to go to God and ask him. This is what Jesus says in Matthew. If you, though, who are evil, talking about humans, if you're evil and your fathers know how to give good gifts to you, how much more does God give good gifts because he is your father in heaven? How much more will he give you good gifts when you ask him? Okay, turn to those people beside you again. And I want you to share with them what you, I want you to say to them, what I need today is God. Okay, just that little phrase, what I need today is God. So go. Okay, and now have a little think and think, what actually do you need from God today? Think in your head and then share with the person beside you one thing you would like to ask God for today. Hopefully you've had a chance to share. If you haven't, you can pick those up after the service is over. Uh, Let me pray. And then we'll sit down. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much that we need you. That every part of our life, every part of our being, that we need you. That there's not one thing that we can do today where we don't need you. And we ask you, Lord, that we would know that and that we would depend on you more. We thank you, God, that you're a God who loves to give to us. And we ask, God, that you would give anything we need for today. God, love or companionship for courage, for boldness, for bravery, for forgiveness because we feel ashamed. We ask, God, that you would give freely to us, your children. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.